Welcome to another Jags podcast. This is Daily Mailbag for October 5th. It's a Saturday. There's some college football going on. I mean, I don't know if some of you guys are college football fans. Not some decent games going on today. But nonetheless, we are here to talk about the Jags Panthers that play tomorrow. Uh, if you haven't yet followed us on Twitter, we are at another Jags pod and we are on Instagram at another Jags podcast. Uh, make sure you follow us on Instagram. We're trying to make an Instagram push here. Uh, it's, it's fun. It's fun to see some clips on Instagram and uh, when you're scrolling through your feed. All right, we're going to jump right into it. These mailbags are typically pretty short. Uh, we had a poll on Twitter, and almost 200 of you voted uh, over a couple hours. And we asked, basically, who's the X factor for the Jags in the game against Carolina? Your options were Gardner Minshew, Leonard Fournette, the Jags defensive line, or the Jags secondary. And this was pretty close. This is probably the closest mailbag poll that we've had since we've been doing these. Uh, Basically, with 32% Gardner Minshew, 31% Jags D-line, they tied. Well, not really a tie. I guess it's 1% off. I guess Minshew technically won. But it was interesting that the Jags D-line was the biggest X factor. And I think that's fair. Uh, I think I didn't do you guys the credit of putting uh, the linebacker. I should have put the Jags front seven. If I put the Jags front seven as the option, I think it would have won. Uh, I think the linebackers are a big part of it. And so I do apologize to you guys. Uh, that's my bad. That's my bad there. Um, I'm interested to see how the Jags play against the... I'm interested to see how the Jags front seven uh, lines up and what Todd Wash does. Uh, it's no secret the Panthers are having offensive line issues. Greg Little and Trey Turner, two of the Panthers' offensive linemen, are out. Uh, Daryl Williams, who's filling in, uh, is, you know, he's okay. He's going to be a left tackle or a right guard, which is a strange flip to play. I mean, unless you're, unless you're uh, Will Richardson, right? But, you know, Tyler Larson, Dennis Daly, uh, these are guys that are going to be liabilities. And the Jags D-line could be the biggest deciding factor in what happens in this game. Josh Allen, I think, like I talked about on the last mailbag, I think Josh Allen needs to be on the field every single play. Like, I, I know Ngakwe is good, but I, I would rather have Josh Allen on the field than Ngakwe. I would. Josh Allen is better against the run. Josh Allen has a higher motor. Josh Allen pursues better. The, I mean, the only thing that Ngakwe does is he anticipates the ball being thrown and he gets his hands up. I mean, that's, that's pretty good, but uh, I, I would rather have uh, Josh Allen out there. I know people are upset by that, but look, we have four games to watch now. Both of them play, and it's it, I'm I'm not making this up. It, it's quite literally Josh Allen has outplayed him, has outplayed him. So uh, get him on the field. I, I want Josh Allen on the field every single play. He's ready. Let's do it. The front seven is going to be interesting because they've been playing, even though they've been real thin at linebacker, especially we saw it in the Broncos game when Flacco is not a good passer. Philip Lindsay was probably considered the biggest threat in that game offensively for the Broncos. The Jags came in in like a four forward lineup. They kept eight men in the box. They had four defensive linemen. Uh, they would bring out four linebackers and now not traditionally four linebackers because we don't have four linebackers, but they would bring in DJ Hayden tight to the line of scrimmage. They would walk down one of the safeties, usually Ronnie Harrison down to the line of scrimmage and they put eight guys in the box every single play. I'd expect that's what they're going to do this week against Carolina. 
because Christian McCaffrey is legit a beast. I mean, 27 carries last week against the Texans. Now, that's only a 93 yards. That's only a 3.4 average. I mean, that's not amazing. Kyle Allen, 24 for 34, 232 yards. Make that guy throw. Make that guy throw. I mean, that's literally their only option they have. My biggest concern is going to come when Christian McCaffrey lines up in the slot. Because then who's going to cover him? Like I'm expecting maybe Quincy Williams to cover him out there. And that may be a matchup disadvantage there. Maybe DJ Hayden. I'd like to see DJ Hayden out there, but it's going to be hard to, for him to, to follow him around. Kyle Allen doesn't scare me. Um, look, the, the, the offense has it. The Carolina offense has had issues holding onto the ball. That's going to be probably a, a factor in, in the game for sure. I mean, hopefully the Carolina puts the ball on the, on the grass a couple times. Patrick Jackson at radius underscore Johansson says bold of you to assume the X factor is not Christian McCaffrey. Well, I mean, obviously McCaffrey is the X factor as far as their offense goes. I I meant more as far as like our defense and I think, or I mean, as far as our team goes. And I think that's why people said the Jags D line was the, um, was one of the biggest issues is because it's going to come down to stopping McCaffrey. Uh, It's going to come down to stopping the run. I'm I'm concerned about the interior of our defensive line. I'm concerned about them running the ball between the tackles. Uh, we're we're not very thick. Like we don't have like a thick linebacker that can really eat a gap. Uh, it's it's that's where we've kind of seen some issues in the past as far as teams gouging us. I mean, Carlos Hyde ran all over us between the tackles. It's something that we struggled with early in the year. Hopefully, it's something that we we focus on. Joshua Reed at Speedius Reedius <laughs> says, um, with Ramsey out, it's got to be the secondary. Well, the secondary got 13% of the votes. They came in last place. But honestly, I expected the secondary to get more votes. Jay Moore, Curtis Samuel, D- Jarius Wright. I mean, those are decent receivers. Uh, Curtis Samuel doesn't scare me that much. He, he's occasionally open. Uh, Jarius Wright is better than people think. Jarius Wright's had a, gl- a good last couple years. And... Uh, I think between AJ Boye, I think Boye stays with DJ Moore, and I think Jarius Wright gets covered by Trey Herndon. You have DJ Hayden in the slot with Curtis Samuel, and um, you know, looking throughout the the depth, uh, you, you know, uh, Ray Ray McLeod, uh, Chris Hogan's on the IR. Uh, he would have been big. He would have been helpful this year for sure for the Panthers. But uh, the receiving core doesn't really scare me. Uh, again, like I mentioned, the the biggest issue and fear I have is Christian McCaffrey as a receiver uh, flaring out of the backfield the court the, uh, the running back arrows screens those sort of things that's why I think you gotta have Josh Allen on the field and, and I think you know I think what you need to do with with McCaffrey is going back to what the Patriots did in their first Super Bowl against the Rams when their game plan was to hit Marshall Falk every single play that was the game plan uh, Belichick said we we're going to make his life hell. They're going to hit him if he has the ball or if he doesn't have the ball because Marshall Falk was the best thing about that St. Louis offense. And ironically, a lot of people draw comparisons between Marshall Falk and Christian McCaffrey. Very fast, very good hands, run good routes. So uh, I th- hopefully we handle it that way. Um, Quincy Williams is going to have his hands full. I anticipate him covering him the most. You know, I'd love to see Miles Jack with some matchups. I think Miles Jack has the speed to maybe catch him on the edge. Maybe, I mean, McCaffrey is fast. 
McCaffrey is a fast player, but it'll be interesting to see how Trey Herndon does with a similarly skilled wide receiver. I think Jerry is right, and Trey Herndon is going to be a good matchup. One thing about that Carolina wide receiver room is it has a lot of speed. It doesn't have too much size. Like more DJ Moore, Curtis Samuel, and Jerry Wright aren't the biggest guys in the world, but they have a lot of speed. Then you have Greg Olson. You can't forget about Greg Olson. Greg Olson, solid tight end, solid player. He's a guy that is obviously one of the best tight ends to ever play the game. Um, but you know, we're not going to see a lot of two tight end sets out of them. I don't think Ian Thomas has really been all that he was advertised. I remember him coming out of Indiana. I was kind of in- intrigued. I was intrigued. I knew, I knew the Jags brought him in actually for a workout. Um, I was intrigued by Ian Thomas because of his size and athleticism, but it hasn't seemed to quite click for Ian Thomas uh, quite, quite yet. So the Jags defensive line and the Jags secondary, pretty much, the, I mean, that covers the Jags. Uh, defense and what they're going to be expecting. It's it, it'll be interesting. I'm I'm, ex- I'm this is a good matchup for us because they're we're in the same position as them, uh, two and two. We're kind of similarly. I think we're more talented. I think we're a much more talented team. So uh, it, it'll be good to see how this one um, heads out. Hopefully, we'll have Mike on the podcast after the game, post game, and uh, he can talk to us a little bit about what what he saw. All right, we're gonna take a quick break on this mailbag. Um, get a quick word from our sponsors. Uh, again, thank you guys so much for listening. We're gonna come back and we're gonna talk about the Jags' offense against the Panthers' defense and kind of what that may look like. All right, appreciate it, and uh, we'll be right back. All right, welcome back to another Jags podcast. This is the Daily Mailbag for Saturday afternoon. This is going to be our little preview episode before the Panthers game. Uh, super excited about this game. Super excited. We asked you guys what you thought was going to be the biggest um, the deciding factor, the X factor in this game. And 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 the, so far, you know, most of you said Gardner Minshew. We, uh, and we're going to... And it was it was uh, it was pretty close. It was pretty close. Gardner Minshew and the Jags defensive line, which we're calling the front seven because of Christian McCaffrey, uh, split the votes like 31, 32. Um, and we talked in the first half about the defense and, and basically what they're going to expect. Uh, I expect a lot of cover one, hopefully a lot of cover one um, against this Panthers defense, because I don't think they can beat us vertically. I think everything they're going to try to beat us with is that underneath safe stuff that Kyle Allen uh, can do. But winning in the vote was with 32 percent Gardner Minshew. And interestingly, we had this comment. Chandler Berger, and he's at Burger King 29 says, Minshew isn't an X-Factor because I have total faith in him. Well, Minshew was the highest rated X-Factor vote getter. NFL Offensive Rookie of the Month. This will, be a good, this will be a good look for him. Now, if we look at what the Panthers defense has and, and what we're going to be looking at as far as what they're going to be throwing against us is they actually do have a good history of defending mobile quarterbacks. Um, they, they did well to stop Kyler Murray. They stopped Deshaun Watson and not so much mobile quarterbacks, but guys that like to, uh, to, you know, move around. But that's, here's the thing. Minshew isn't a mobile quarterback. I mean, he can be, but he's, he's not Kyler Murray and he's not, he's closer to Deshaun Watson than Kyler Murray. I mean, he's a guy who's going to extend plays with his feet. He's not going to pick up yards with his feet, although he can, he's going to, I mean, we saw all the highlights from the Broncos games where he just extended plays and, and made great plays. I'm expecting Gardner Minshew to have a, a good game. Here's the thing, though. The the Panthers' defensive line, I mean, they play that base 3-4, three, uh, three defensive linemen, four linebackers. They're kind of banged up. We've already talked about how Kawan Short's going to be out for the game. Gerald McCoy is questionable. Don Terry Poe isn't the Don Terry Poe that he used to be. Um, Vernon Butler, uh, he, he's, a, he's a decent player. Uh, I wouldn't... Uh, 
I wouldn't bank too much on him making a big impact. Um, but if, if Brian Burns at that like wheat side linebacker, that like edge rusher, him and Shaq Thompson are pretty good coming off of the edge. I expect the Jags to do a lot of their two tight end sets that they've been doing uh, with Seth DeValve and James O'Shaughnessy. And that seems to be working. They seem to be good blockers. And I think if they can run the ball between the tackles, then they have a good shot at, at making plays against this speed rush defense. Um, Minshew has been, he's gotten hit quite a few times. They're going to want to try to keep him upright uh, so he can protect his knee or his leg injury, whatever it is. Um, the good news is we talked a lot about Dante Jackson in the last mailbag. Dante Jackson is out. He's not playing. I mean, he's probably their best defensive back. Eric Reed is questionable. I mean, he's okay player. Uh, Trey Boston. I mean, how old is that dude? And James Bradbury, you know, he is what he is. Not the greatest player, a decent cover corner, but uh, you know, you, you, we'd be remiss to leave out Luke Keekley. Uh, Bruce Irvin, who came over, who was on that was on that Seattle team. And they have a lot of big names, but guys like Don Terry Poe, guys like Bruce Irvin, eh, I mean, they aren't what they used to be. Um, I'm I'm more scared of Brian Burns, Shaq Thompson, Dante Jackson being out is great. Like I said, I mean, he's he's a guy that that is probably he's one of the fastest guys in the NFL. And for a team like us that makes their money on that DJ Chark verticals or or DD Westbrook deep down the field, you know, a guy with his speed, it can cover for a while. So glad he's out. Glad he's not going to be an issue um, in that game. So um, I expect Fournette to have a similarly good game. I mean, according to your uh, votes, he got 24%. He is the X factor. Look, he had to run for 225 yards for us to beat the Broncos by a field goal. So do we need that of him? I don't know. I mean, we can't have a slow start like we did against Denver. We can't come out and, and, and be down 14, six at halftime. We can't give up two touchdowns on the first two drives. Defense kind of has to come out of the gate ready to play. Offense can't go three and out. They, they have to give the D some rest uh, they have to give the team, you know, a little bit of time to talk with the coaches to catch their breath and, and things like that. The The Panthers, fortunately, aren't tackling well right now. I mean, it's probably a manifestation of all their injuries that they have. Um, but the uh, the team is just known for missing tackles. So all in all, I think this is a good chance for the Jags to kind of come out. I mean, this is a good chance for them to kind of take advantage of the division I think Houston has a, a pretty easy game. I think Houston has the Falcons. Uh, they're not any good. I, I expect the Texans to win that game. The Titans play the Bills. The Bills have been good. I don't know who the Bills really are, though. And on, to be honest, I don't know who the Titans really are. <laughs> so that game could literally go anyway. I wouldn't touch that game uh, with a 10-foot pole as far as the gambling line goes. The Colts play the Chiefs. Pretty much expect the Chiefs to win that one. It's going to be a night game, though, so we'll get to watch that one at night. And that surprise, that one got flexed to the night because that is um, probably not going to be a very competitive game. But then again, the 49ers and the Browns are playing Monday night, so competitive games may not be the thing that they're looking for the most, although the 49ers are undefeated and the Browns are coming off of a win. So maybe, maybe I'm wrong about that. All right, let's hit one final question on this mailbag, and then we will wrap it up. This question is from Brent Papineau. And he's at Brent Papineau. 
And he says, isn't it interesting how well the wide receivers are playing? I thought it was the worst in the league, or it was just the quarterback that make them better. For example, throws a more accurate ball, throws them open. Yeah, I mean, I think we were all concerned about the receiving core coming into this season, but it's no secret that DJ Chark is outplaying everyone's expectations. So I think that's the thing that's made the step up. Honestly, I think Westbrook is underperforming what we all thought, and Chark is just absolutely overperforming. I mean, who saw DJ Chark being the number one wide receiver on this team? I mean, Chark, I mean, it's, it's not like these guys are getting a bunch of, like volume isn't high. I mean, DJ Chark leads the team with, 20, with 19 receptions through four weeks. That's, that's less than five receptions a game. And he's leading the team with 19 receptions, 321 yards. His yards per reception, though, at 16.9. D.D. Westbrook, 16 receptions, 145 yards. His yards per reception is way down, about nine. Leonard Fournette has, is coming through with 16 receptions. So, I mean, really, D.J. Chark's played really well in our minds. But if we think about it, you know... He has less than five receptions a game. D.D. Westbrook is playing okay, four receptions a game. Leonard Fournette, four receptions a game. Chris Conley with only 13 receptions, but he does have 217 yards. His yards per reception has actually now uh, surpassed D.J. Charks at 16.7. James O'Shaughnessy, 11 receptions. Jeff Swaim, 11 receptions. O'Shaughnessy with you know 40 more yards. And this, this is interesting. <laughs> Keelan Cole, we kind of were all talking about as being the guy who he, I thought, look, I was, I was big on Keelan Cole at the beginning of the season. He has one reception for 19 yards. What's interesting is his yards per reception in 2017, the season that we made the AFC Championship game, he averaged 19 yards per reception. Could this be a sign? Could this be a motif I'll let you decide <laughs> all right and uh, Marquise Lee and Raquel Armstead with one reception each uh, pretty insignificant except for Raquel Armstead does have a touchdown which we saw in the Broncos game so are the receivers playing better or is the running game holding us up and is the defense holding us up that's the better question interesting to look forward to although Minshew has only had three and a half games to play so to be fair, he's a rookie. All right, that's going to wrap it up for uh, our Daily Mailbag for today, Saturday. Uh, thank you guys for listening. I appreciate it. Um, we're going to, you know, give us your comments during the game. Uh, send us your comments during the Panthers game, and we will get to them. We will read them. Uh, we usually record a show right after the game. So make sure to get your questions and your comments, especially your comments. Get your thoughts in quickly um, after the game or during the game, and then we'll read them here on the podcast. Uh, make sure to follow us on all our social media sites and uh, hit us with any criticism or comments that you have. Thank you guys so much for listening. Have a great weekend. We'll catch you after the Jags game, and as always, go Jags. <laughs>